Hello, and welcome to my podcast, where I, as a psychologist and priest, examine the gospel. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to understand the gospels and to seek out practical teachings for modern people. Today's podcast focuses on the gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. This gospel will be proclaimed in churches on Sunday, January 7th, 2024. There's a lot going on in this gospel. There are a few points I want to bring to your attention and hopefully be useful to you for your reflections. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, tells of the story of the arrival of the Magi, who come to Bethlehem to honor the birth of the newborn king, Jesus. We don't know very much about these individuals. Some scripture scholars say they were kings or wise men. We don't know where they came from exactly. Although we, do, although we don't know much about them, apparently we have their names, Baltazar, Caspar, and Malchu. Theologically, they represent the Gentile, non-Jewish world. Their presence reminds us that Jesus came for the whole world and not just a select group. The gifts of the Magi are important as they indicate the Magi recognize the kingship of Jesus. These individuals are able to recognize Jesus through their own study of the universe and not by scripture or prophecy. They're likely the first scientists, although their science was quite primitive by today's standards. Remember though, that was 2000 years ago. There are additional points I wanna draw your attention to. The Magi have left the safety of their homes and previous life to journey outside of their comfort zone to follow a star that might indicate something important. There was a belief back then that a star would appear at the birth of a great leader. The Magi were going about to check out the theory. They are rewarded for their willingness to step outside their comfort zone. Fortunately, they are warned in a dream to return to their home by another route. The next point I want to focus on is King Herod. There are many things going on here. He is almost the exact opposite to the Magi. Unlike the Magi, Herod is not willing to go beyond his comfort zone and remains, however, in his palace. He is determined to keep things the way they are. I don't think you need to be a psychologist to recognize his paranoid personality disorder. He is threatened by the baby Jesus and goes to incredible lengths to neutralize the so-called threat. His actions are a fulfillment of Simeon's prophecies that we heard in the last gospel where Simeon prophesies to Mary that Jesus would be a sign that would be opposed. King Herod is clearly threatened by the birth of Jesus, and he reacts. There were many options he could have taken, and he was not in a rush. Jesus was just a baby. But Herod lashes out, especially when the Magi don't return. He is afraid and seeks to protect his power at all costs, and without any concern for the needs of others. According to legend, King Herod would have all the male babies under the age of two murdered to prevent Jesus from becoming king. We find this in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16 to 18. The pain that he created for families would have been immeasurable. He was a puppet king for the Romans. One of the reasons for the success of the Roman Empire is the Romans often used local leadership to keep the people in line. Herod could have been a help, but that would have, was not meant to be. He chose to use his power for evil. He felt entitled because he was king and cared little about the impact of his actions would have on others. It was all about him.
His brief mention in the scriptures teaches us about entitled people. Ironically, they miss out on the focus because their focus is on themselves, and they have without any regard the needs of others. I suspect, I suspect Herod's action were also fear-based. I've already spoken about the relationship between fear and sin in an earlier podcast, so today I'm going to focus on his sense of entitlement. I want to be clear that taking care of personal needs is not entitlement. Having positive self-concept and self-esteem is healthy. When I talk about entitlement, I'm addressing the absence of concern for others. I want to talk about entitlement because we may have some entitlement and not be aware of it. A lesser form of entitlement is taking things for granted. I want to draw your attention to this because when we take things for granted, we miss that much of what we take for granted are actually undeserved blessings. The experience of COVID brought about significant changes in our society. With electronic videos, we don't have to travel to conferences. People can work from home. A lot of people tell me how stressful COVID was and how grateful they were when the restrictions were lifted. No doubt there was stress and losses, but when you think about it, the rich countries got a taste of what living in the undeveloped world, also known as the third world, was like. In the third world, healthcare is limited and you must wait. Getting in lineups for groceries and services is not unusual. The poor don't have the opportunity to travel. People were stressed over stuff that most of the people in the third world live with every day. We also became aware of how rich countries had better access to vaccines and, to, and could negotiate with drug companies for a better outcome. Instead of sharing the vaccines with poor countries, many countries allowed their supply of vaccines to expire rather than to give them to third world countries. COVID gave us the opportunity to look at our expectations, how entitled we had inadvertently become. This may be a good time to reflect on our expectations for our lives and the reality of COVID showing us that as a society, we may be feeling quite entitled. My purpose here is not to, to make you feel guilty or bad, just the opposite. Let us rejoice in the blessings we have. But let us be aware that many of these blessings we have not earned. And in some cases, we have not even been aware of these blessings. My next point is about rights. We hear a lot about rights in society. Many people who are entitled or take too many things for granted focus solely on their personal rights. Indeed, rights are important, and I'm not challenging one's decision to, to exercise their rights. Rights are focused on the individual and what they can do. I'd like you to try focusing on virtue. What is virtue? To provide a simple definition would be to take the moral high ground. Virtue is focusing on the general good generally for all. When people ask the question, what would Jesus do? They are attempting to take the moral high road. Those that say it was the right thing to do, I believe are talking about virtue. Sometimes doing the right thing can cost you. And I suspect that is one of the reasons why we don't hear as much about virtue. Another reason we don't hear about virtue is because of our expectations, what we take for granted. The story of King Herod and his abuse of power introduces us the question of how followers of Christ should exercise power. I have a whole podcast on this issue. So for now, I urge you to read Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28, and Luke chapter 22 to 25 to 27, 
Jesus challenges the, no the notion of leadership. He changes the meaning of leadership to be based in service rather than entitlement or power. Finally, this gospel reminds us that Christianity has always been in opposition. Matthew points out that there's always been opposition to Jesus from birth to his death. His followers would experience persecutions. We ought not to be surprised that Jesus' followers would experience resistance. The opposition we experience today is not new. We ought not to be surprised. We should take criticism seriously and be willing to be challenged. And we can also expect to be challenged when we follow the teachings of Christ. Thank you for listening. This is the first Sunday of 2024, and I would like to take the opportunity to wish you all a year of joy and blessings. I'm excited about plans for the coming year. I'm creating an, an online retreat for Holy Week and Easter. I'll be giving more details when we get closer to Easter. I hope you'll be able to join us. If this is the first time you've heard my podcast and you're interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my first podcast. Also, I can be reached by email at peter.dohertyomi at gmail.com. That's peter.dohertyomi at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concern, or suggestions on how I can make this podcast more effective, please let me know. If you have any questions that, that you would like me to focus on in my podcast, I'm interested to know. Take care, and God bless.